Alright, what's going on everybody? A little preamble here to episode 49, which you're going to be listening to right after this message. And I hope everyone's doing well. Happy New Year. It is the 1st of January 2022 as of recording this. And as of the time that you're hearing this on the 2nd of January, what I'm going to be discussing is going to be in full effect. So we went through the whole episode, Daryl, Eli, and myself, in 49, and did not discuss our plans for the race for 2022. Those of you who don't know, we've been doing a quarterly, or I guess, yeah, quarterly is probably the best way to describe it, race on the Discord, and uh, we're coming up here on the last section of 2021 for that. We're going to have a winner announced very shortly. That race ends on January 3rd at 11.59 p.m. Winner is going to be getting a $50 PSN gift card. It's exciting stuff. And we wanted to do something similar to that moving into 2022, except this way make it something that basically everyone would want to play and experience. So we're changing the race rules a bit. I'm here to tell you about it. Let's get into it. So in 2022, there are going to be periods of four months that are each race, I guess. is a, let, me, let me say that again. There are three races in 2022. <laughs> each one is going to be a period of four months. So the first race is going to be going from January 4th until April. The second set of the race is going to be going from May until August. And then the third set of the race is going to be going from September until December. The prize for each of those races is going to be a $50 PSN gift card for the winner. And there are not going to be ties allowed. We can get into that a little bit more at a later date, but ties are not going to be a thing. So there's going to be one winner, one $50 PSN gift card for each of these races. And the way that you're going to earn points in this race is by submitting Platinums to the Plat Shot channel in the Discord. Now, the big change here going into 2022 is that every game is eligible, right? You don't only have to play the free PS4 uh, games for that month on PlayStation Plus. Whatever games you are playing and earning Platinums in already, you will be able to earn points in the race for. So we thought this was a great way to say, like, continue to do your backlog, continue to play the new games that come out that you want to play, still put them in the Plat Shot, still get points for them, right? So... Three different races, four months each, $50 PSN gift card per race. The way that you're going to score points, putting your Platinum screenshot in the PlatShot channel, it must include the timestamp of when you achieve Platinum so that we know that you got it in 2022. And before anyone asks, no, you do not, ha- not have to have 0% on a game when you started it in order to put the Platinum in the screenshots in the PlatShot channel to get points for it in the race. So for example, if you're missing just two trophies on a game and you get the Platinum in them, that's okay too. Right? If you have 0%, then you go and get the plat in the game, you post it, that's all right as well. Both are acceptable. Okay. Next thing, the way that the score and the points are going to be calculated is based on the PlayStation, like PSN, Profiles.com, Platinum, Rarity at the end of the period. So for this current race, we had done our points based on the app, on the PlayStation app. This time we're switching to more kind of trophy-centric ideology. So this is going to be based on PSN Profiles, Platinum, Rarity. It's going to be calculated, again, at the end of the period. So this is going to avoid, hopefully, people buying new games uh, or something like that and then getting the Platinum quickly and then getting more points for it because it's lower rarity since it's brand new, right? So this will give those those games times to catch up. And so the points will be scored at the end of the period based on PSN profiles, Platinum, rarity. Again, all games are eligible. However, you cannot repeat games. So you cannot score... score points for a PS4 and a PS5 version of the exact same game. The same thing goes for the PS3 to the PS4 version, all right? So you can't just auto-pop a list and get double points. It's kind of what we're trying to avoid here. 
There are exceptions, though, right? Like, if you played Bioshock on the original PlayStation 3, and you have points for that Platinum, and then you play it again in the in the Bioshock Collection, which is a different trophy list entirely that doesn't auto-pop, and you have to do everything again, go for it, right? Hopefully, you guys can see the distinction there. Any questions, we'll get into it later. Um, like I said, Platinum Screenshot does have to be posted in the PlatShot channel. Any questions for the race should be sent to via DMs in Discord to the tall Samoan guy or to Daryl, right? He's going to be kind of fielding the questions for this. If anything deserves or, and gets to the point where we need to discuss it as a team, of course we will. But initially, those questions should be fielded to Daryl. Now, to the point scale. I've kind of broken this out in such a way that even if you're playing games that are Rattalaika games or something like that, they're easy plats, you are still going to get some value from that, but incredibly low comparatively. So again, based on PSM Profiles ratings, a 0 to 5% on a Platinum is worth 25 points. That's the big guy, okay? So those are rare on PSM Profiles. This should be worth a lot of points. 5 to 10% on PSM Profiles is going to be worth 15 points. 10 to 20% is going to be worth 10 points. 20 to 30% is going to be worth 5 points. 30 to 50% is going to be worth 2 points. And anything above 50% is only going to be worth one point. So those really easy, really simple, really fast games, yeah, you can play them, you can submit them, you can get a point for them, but it's going to take you quite a few of those to even out to be the point total of a much more normal game. And since the prize is only $50 per race period, we hope that this incentivizes you just playing normal games that you would want to play anyway. So... That kind of does it, I guess, for the description of what the race is, and I hope that that makes sense. We're going to post the official rules for this in the Discord, and of course we're going to add it to the announcements when the new race starts. We'll also be posting the winner of the race uh, for the final period of 2021 in that same area. So yeah, go and check that out if you haven't already. Sorry for the intro. Hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas or holiday season. Hope you guys are coming into the new year feeling good. 2022, let's see what it brings, right? All right, until then, happy gaming, enjoy episode 49, and we'll catch you later. Goodbye. Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Trophy Talk. This is episode 49 of your bi-weekly trophy hunting podcast. I am one of your hosts, as always, Colin Colhoven, joined by Eli Downing and Daryl Fuimano, the boys. How are you doing this fine morning? BMBN. BMBN. <laughs> You've been taking some Duolingo classes or something? See. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> right on dude i appreciate that maybe next time i'll hit y'all with a guten tag or uh <laughs> or a nihau or uh <laughs> or any other any other language mix up i like it i like it it's fucking freezing this morning by the way listeners uh we're all we're all quite cold i think my house i was telling you guys before we started recording proper it was like 58 59 when i woke up it's pretty cold for a house pretty cold pretty cold for california house yeah for sure i mean do you guys i guess here's the question do you leave your heater on like overnight you know like set the temperature and Hell keep no. it on? okay i don't either yeah, crazy I dude i well, leave like my yeah. little uh my micro heater on for like an hour and then it just turns off on its own oh that's cool is it, so it's time based or is it like it gets to a certain temperature and then shuts off uh, there's different settings I can I can play around with. Like, it gives me the temperature readings, and then the time I want it on for. It can even oscillate if I wanted it to. Jeez, mm. dude! Wow. Yeah, it must be nice. Yeah. You know, 
<laughs> it's pretty cool. It's a it's a nifty little tool that I use around the house. Well, shit, dude. Pretty sick. Pretty sick. Yeah, we have obviously a like a heater like or a heating system that's like paired with our AC, and you can just set the temperature to like sixty six or something, right? And then it'll hit that point and it's supposed to turn off. But I kept finding that it was so cold last night when we were trying to go to sleep, it would just constantly be turning off and on the whole time. And I was like, this shit's gonna be on all night. So I just went and turned it off. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, this it's not worth it. I set my uh, I set a timer so it, like a little bit before we wake up turns on so it's warm and then shuts off when we leave the house it comes back on like half an hour before we get home on a typical day mm. and then shuts off like an hour or two after bedtime i didn't realize we all and had such on the fancy weekend, things you know yeah the weekends it's a little different i try to shut it off during the day that's smart but... you have a fireplace as well no okay daryl do you have a fireplace i do not okay well, so uh, to be they ban those in California. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be to be clear, like it, this is not like my place. So we're staying, we're still living at Stephanie's mom's uh, townhouse. She had moved to the East Coast, but she had a fireplace too. So we we are rocking that thing, and my cat is fucking obsessed with it, of course. So whenever it's on, the cat mm. is just laying in front of it, <laughs> just like oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> just loving it. <laughs> Your little bricks in the front or something. Mm-hmm. Yep, and she just she lay. It's kind of sketchy. I'm like, are you? I don't know. Like, you should be that close, but she just like lays and has her stomach like facing it. You know, she's just on cloud nine. Flammable fur. I don't know if that's like the best idea. Right, and you have a brain the size of like a walnut. So I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you're really thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's good stuff right there. But regardless, yes, it is cold. It is December while we are recording this. But a little, a uh, little bit of a weird time jump and time loop thing here. We're actually recording episode forty-nine in advance because coming up here we have a holiday break, so to speak, or a couple. We always talk about this. It's not really a break. We have the holidays coming up, but we would like to take a small hiatus uh, from from the recording schedule. And so to do that, we're not going to miss a week, of course, of an upload. We haven't missed a week ever in two years, which I think we should pat ourselves on the back for. That's pretty awesome. So you're going to get this episode, but we're recording it in advance to allow us that little bit of R&R and downtime. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. You're going to be hearing this. It's going to be the new year. We're recording it. It's still mid-December. So, just for full transparency, what's happening here in the episode. Crazy, right, guys? We're time travelers. Time travelers. I love it. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So, let's start off here with some dad jokes before we get into the proper discussion. Because I am in need of a chuckle in this early morning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you know how we've been, me and my son, been playing Minecraft and stuff, and uh, he's always kind of wondering how do those, how do the trees get on the internet? How the trees get on the internet? Yeah, how do they get in that game on the internet? Mmm. Oh God. Do you I, guys know? I can't think of the dad equivalent joke to this. I do not no. know. They log on. Mmm. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one actually i like that uh and did you also hear about that that mountain that tells jokes oh no no i didn't hear about it uh they were hill areas yeah so these are somewhat like minecraft related uh <laughs> i could tell think, they're uh, <laughs> crafting jokes yeah, so the uh, 
I guess we're it's a time travel thing. So this book, you know, my son may or may not have uh, been a good boy and gotten presents from Santa. Ooh, and uh, maybe someone might have gotten a little sneak peek from Santa himself into into one of his new joke books. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about the Minecraftiness of this. So, but, did you get him a Minecraft joke book? Is that what we're saying? I, I, I don't know. Maybe Santa brought him. Or Santa did. Sorry. I, Obviously Santa, but what am I talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, ah. But if Santa's, there were a Santa's zombie hit. attack, if there was a zombie attack, where should you hide? Ooh. I'm, I feel like I'm, I've heard this one before. I'm me too, but I feel like I'm going to be 0 for 3 today. Or 0 for whatever many. I can't fucking... My brain's not working right now. <laughs> the living room. Ugh. <sighs> Hey, why? Because <laughs> it's the living room. It's the living room. Yeah, oh, the undead yeah. are coming for you, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of zombies, what's a zombie's favorite bean? Oh, okay. Um, um, uh, kidney bean. <laughs> okay, anything, man. The confidence. <laughs> oh yeah, I know this kidney. Is that correct? Daryl, you got anything? You got nothing? A human being. A human being. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, this one was good. This one was good. <laughs> what? <laughs> Come on, kidney bean is gold. Don't get. That's what the answer should be. Let's go. Yeah. Put it in the comments if you're listening to this. You thought it was kidney bean too. I want to know because that is a that's the answer as far as I'm concerned. Human. You got robbed a little bit, but human human bean. What does that even mean? <laughs> He's saying it just sounds so funny. Oh human my bean. god. What nonsense. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much stuff. for that. You did warm my brain up, but now I'm just upset. So yeah. I guess it's kind of six and one, half a dozen the other. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, right on. So episode 49, as we said at the top here, and uh, this episode is going to be a fun one. It's kind of following in the tradition of what we had done last year, where we talked about our trophy hunts of the year, right? And we're going to go through, we're going to have some, some, some quick discussions here on our top three games that we trophy hunted in this year. And yeah, overall, I guess like pie in the sky, you know, high level here. Were you guys satisfied with your trophy hunting and trophy hunting amounts this year? How'd you feel about it? You know, how do, how was the year basically for you? Let's start with you, Daryl. How'd you yeah. feel about it? Um, so kind of like totaling up all the platinums I got. I only got ten for the year. Uh, it's just a relatively small number, but uh, in those ten platinums, I had some pretty good titles uh for the 2021 year oh absolutely uh, i mean i had dark side uh dark souls remastered ghost of tsushima resident evil village wolfenstein 2 so I had, I had some pretty good titles in there a lot of those games took up a lot of time so you know it makes sense that i only had such a small amount of platinums this year but i, I had a pretty good year a lot of Big names, a lot of challenges. So overall, I'm satisfied with what I've done in 2021 as far as trophy hunting. Very nice. Yeah, I don't think you should be concerned with the quantity, like you said, because you got some pretty uh, quality titles in there. Absolutely. 
Eli, what about you? How do you feel about your trophy hunting this year? Pretty good. Right on. Could have been, could have been better, but uh, I've I've come pretty close to my the goal I set. Mm -hmm. I said it was going to be a relaxed trophy hunting year, and uh, I think I lived up to that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it could have been better, but I had set that goal, that low bar in the beginning. So you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's important to uh, to note. I mean, like, yeah, you know, for 2022, the Discord knows. And by the way, if you are not listening, or if you're listening and you're not part of the Discord community, go and check it out. Super cool group of people. But in the Discord, I talked about how, like, 2022 was going to be, like, my backlog cleanup year. And not necessarily trophy hunting, too. So I think as, as long as, like, you set your goal and you feel like you hit your goal, then that's a good year. You know? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I got 50 Platinums. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, I feel pretty good about my year as well. I had 21 Platinums at the time of recording this. I think I'm hoping to get at least another one, maybe two by the end of December. It's kind of ambitious, so it'll probably just be one. But, you know, I didn't really have any particular goals for this year. I just wanted to kind of play through stuff, and I ended up getting a PS5, you know, as, as everyone knows. So that kind of changed what my plan was and introduced me to a few new games, but... Unlike Daryl, I feel like overall my list had games that were not very crazy or difficult to platinum. So while I did have like more sheer number, like I don't think the quality necessarily correlates to that. Like it's not like they were bad games by any means, but just they weren't incredibly difficult trophy hunts. So yeah, bit of a mixed bag, but I'm pretty happy with it. And uh, I'm up to that milestone of 60 plats right now. So feeling good going into 2022. Anything else you guys want to add at the top level before we get into our breakdowns? Nope. A resounding no. That's a resounding no. Okay. Very cool. I want to make one other quick announcement before we continue with the show. And that is that you've noticed, of course, that we do not have any Patreon questions for this week. Uh, and didn't solicit any for this episode. Because we're kind of recording it in, in a little bit of a secret <laughs> uh like event and we're trying to get you know get it done in advance as we said but of course i did want to give a special patreon shout out to all of our patreon supporters at least so the big thank you to charles bilby the Sly g cooper patrick tebow slugger be down maximum carnage and skrillis so thank you guys very much of course for your support of the show we're sorry we didn't have questions solicited for this but again it was kind of happening in secret uh so that we could keep our schedule going into the new year so You'll, of course, have been asked for questions for episode 48 after this. <laughs> kind of a weird time, time thing again, but I did want to not forget to shout you guys out because you rock. So thank you very much. And again, go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast. If you like what, you, what we do and you like the show, there's links in there to our Discord community, which you should join, as I alluded to previously. That's it for the plugs. Let's get into our third place and or bronze medal for our trophy hunts of the year. I'm kicking it to you, Daryl. What do you have for us? Yeah, so for my bronze, I'm going to go with Ghost of Tsushima. This game was a lot of fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun with this game. And to be honest, this is like one of the, like, like one of the most recent games I can recall where I had a lot of fun with this game. It was like every time I played it, I was just like so anxious to like, do the open world activities, do some more of the story. It, it was just a phenomenal game, in my opinion. I, I even have a pretty sick picture of this on my profile. Every time I look at it, it's like, man, 
I remember how cool that game was every time I see that picture. <laughs> like on your uh, PSN profile, you mean, or what do you what do you mean? On my actual like PlayStation um, account. Oh, gotcha. So like like when you pull up people's profiles, you can always like add on the picture or something. Um, I have one from Ghost of Tsushima. It's a pretty cool picture. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, this was like one of the few games where I actually played around with photo mode. And uh, yeah, <laughs> this game is like prime. Like this is like a really good game to to use photo mode because you can get a lot of awesome pictures out of that. But this game has like pretty much everything that a trophy hunter would like to see in a trophy list. Um, one is really easy. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do in the game. The story's great. A lot of open world activities, like I mentioned. Um, basically, an easy trophy list. And I'm sure that those who have played this game before can agree with me that this game is pretty easy to achieve. Nothing too difficult. And yeah, that's basically all I can say about the game. So uh, Ghost of Tsushima, when I play this game, um, it actually changed my approach to trophy hunting. Because, um, as you know, I usually like challenges out of my games. You always talk, hear me talk about like playing on the hardest difficulty, even though there's no trophy tied to it. And you guys always wonder why I did that. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I just did it for the hell of it. I just like the challenges. But this game kind of made me think on how I want to play my video games going forward. So when I first started this game, um, I started it off on the hardest difficulty. And as I was playing it, I, I realized I wasn't really enjoying it. And I wasn't getting through the story as far as I wanted to. So I actually stepped away from playing this game. Then I came back to it um, almost a year later. Did it on the easiest difficulty, and I had a blast with it. So um, this is kind of like my new, my new Year's resolution to only play these type of games on like the hardest difficulty if there's a trophy tied to it. Other than that, I just want to enjoy the game, have fun with it. I realized by doing that, I enjoy Ghost of Tsushima a lot. So, um, yeah, this is my bronze trophy for the 2021 year. Awesome story, great character, easy trophy list. Everything you need from a, uh, from a video game if you're a trophy hunter. So, so would you agree that like it's probably one of the best PS or PlayStation exclusives out there that you can play? Oh, yeah, big you, time. Yeah. Yeah, I feel yeah, like I'm game, really missing out by having not checked this thing out, but I just don't know when I'll <laughs> ever get to it. Better than Horizon? There. Oh, even better. Like, now, I'm glad you brought up Horizon because I also thought of this too because uh, Ghost of Tsushima actually does have a new game plus trophy mm -hmm. tied to it on a separate list. But because I play this game and loved it so much, I really didn't care about the new game plus compared to Horizon. And Colin, I don't know if you agree with me or not. I'm playing New Game Plus on Horizon on Ultra Hard, and it's so bad. Like I'm not even having fun with it anymore. Hmm. Did you can't get to the? Yeah, go What's ahead. That? No, go ahead. Sorry, I'll ask you afterwards. I'm, I'm at the point where I feel like I can fast forward through the game. There's parts of the game where it won't let you progress unless you like do like another side mission first. And then it'll open up like the next mission, which I'm not really a whole fan of because I had this assumption where I could just fast forward through the game and just 
get that trophy and be done with it. But there's points in the game where it's like, oh, your next mission is to do this. But until then, you have to do this first, and then you can proceed on with the main game. I'm like, oh, how cool. <laughs> yeah, there's like branching main quests, or there's like yep. multiple main quests. Yeah, I guess here's my question for the new or for the new game plus stuff. Did you do Frozen Wilds first? Did not. I went straight into the uh, new game plus just so I can get it out of the way and, and not really have to deal with it. And then kind of just like start Frozen Wilds and then kind of just have that excitement build up again. Sure. So I think that will help like in the end, like you'll you'll enjoy Frozen Wilds a lot, but your experience will be harder on new game plus because what i did is frozen wilds first so aloy got up to level 60 and i had all dlc gear armor and weapons and then i pressed the button to create my new game plus save after i'd already done all that so now i went through the main story again with like way 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 end game gear and Mm -hmm. was able to do new game plus ultra hard with that so that's kind of like i think made it a bit easier for me but I agree, like, there were some huge issues with uh, with the structure for it because it just doesn't make sense that, like, I've 100% cleared the whole map previously and now I can't fast travel again to, like, any of these spots. So you literally just have to, like, run through the whole fucking world to get to these main quest icons. And because of the uh, enemy aggro radius on Ultra Hard, you're, you're basically constantly going to get seen and you're going to have, like, 10 to 15 things, like, running after you and attacking you. So, I don't know. And did you get the, the special armor already, Daryl? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the one that's, like, in the cave, and you had to, like, yeah. get the power cells. Yeah, I got that one. Yeah, so that thing is, like, super powerful, obviously, in New Game and in the Frozen Wilds. But once you get to the New Game Plus Ultra Hard, like, you get hit once, and it's already, like, busted. And then, you're, you know, so I found that I was dying in probably two to three hits for that entire experience. Yeah. Throughout the game on New Game Plus, I was just fast forwarding through like everything. Oh, like, me too. If I didn't have to kill the enemies, I just ran past them. Yeah, me too. That's. I mean, I probably did it in. I think it was three or I don't know. It was four nights it took me to do it, like playing after work and after dinner. So it was maybe like seven hours to do it. Uh, so it's not too bad, but yeah, there's a few points, a couple of the boss fights, a couple of the combat encounters where you're just like, what the. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you remember the final mission in the game i won't spoil it but you know there's like three different sections to that final mission and uh yeah all of those were were difficult it's interesting so i i guess to get to your previous point you know i kind of agree with you that playing games on the hardest difficulty just for the sh- for shits and giggles basically if there's no trophy tied to it yeah that's not something that i really jive with anyway so it's interesting you kind of came to that conclusion after ghost because yeah i think normal is perfectly acceptable now if you put it down to easy i had this friend back in high school and in college who played pretty much all of his games on easy and i was like what are you doing dude that's like embarrassing (laughs) so I, i don't know if i would go that far like just just for the sake of fun putting it on like easy mode but normal is totally fine no shame yeah yeah, I mean, if you if someone's listening and you do that and you put things on easy, you know, who am I to tell you how to enjoy the game? But personally, I like some sort of pushback, at least some resistance and uh, some learning and skills required to progress in the game. So I try to do at least normal for stuff. Okay, right on, though. Ghosts, good good one. Eli, you have any intention of playing this game ever? Yeah, I do. 
I'm a little bummed about the whole upgrade thing, but that's a debate for another for another time, I think. Yeah, that could go on. For, <laughs> that could go on for a while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. I think I know why Eli was laughing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I was, I was dragging my phone across the table, and it has that other box um, protection. So, like the top of the phone's like that rubber. I was like dragging it across the table and made like a little fart noise. Is it tootin'? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I did forget to mention Ghost of Tsushima. The platinum only took me seventy-eight hours, so what? quite a bit long. What'd you say? But I would say the hours. Eight. It took me to get the plat. Seventy-eight. Seventy-eight. Only seventy. Yeah. Huh? That's a lot. I feel like that's oh, more yeah, than. That... Go ahead. That was kind of like my my point, like with the whole like difficulty setting, because I'll say at least 15, 20 hours of that was just from that difficult setting alone. Mm-hmm. And like once I kind of lowered it down to easy, it was like 50 hours, give or take. Yeah, yeah cause you would have been over plus 100 plus probably if it was the hardest difficulty. Big time. Yeah, that's uh, that's insane. That's actually more. I'm trying to look at my list here. I think that's more than I put into anything for my plats <laughs> for this year, with the ex- with the exception of Fall Guys, which was basically mostly last year, except for Infallible Trophy. On the contrary, my third, my bronze platinum of the year was quite a bit shorter than that, coming in at 19 hours with Ratchet and Clank. Hell yeah, this dude! Depart. I say the uh, wanted to call out the runner up to this was Astrobot. That's what I, I thought you were gonna say when you were talking about yeah, yeah. <laughs> significantly less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, ultimately, I had to go with Ratchet and Clank because while I may have had slightly more fun with Astrobot, Ratchet was just a fuller package. If you, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, and it and it has like a little bit more, well, a lot of bit more nostalgia to me. It's not saying it was a huge game in my childhood, uh, but Astrobot definitely wasn't in my childhood. I did play Ratchet when I was younger. My brother was into it more than me. Uh, I like playing online. Imagine that. Yeah, so it, it had a little more meaning to me. And Astrobot was a great free packing game to experience the dual sense, but Ratchet just cranked it up a notch and also had a story and, and more combat to go along with it. So that's why it took beat out astrobot uh because astrobot was only four hours and ratchet was 19 so you know as fun as astrobot was just didn't last very long yeah i agree with you i think like the four hours or whatever i'm let me look here astrobot for me was three basically the same thing the amount of time i spent with astrobot was incredibly fun i enjoyed every every second of that except for like one mini game or one like section but ratchet and clank overall spread out the fun (laughs) and the fun factor it didn't make my top three list but i also platinumed it this year i think it's a really good choice Mm -hmm. for a game yeah it it had a great had a great trophy list too it didn't ask like anything crazy out of you and it was i mean it wasn't as short as astrobot but it was a short enough game with like you know a few extra things to do besides just beating the game and you know with it being that short like 20 hours with the extra stuff it it didn't really seem like a sloggy grind for, to do those extra things 
Astrobot felt like the game was doing those extra things. It's like all you all you got. Yeah. That's, the four hours includes that going back and doing the because uh, I just played it kind of blind. Same. And then I had to go back and clean up. So that's including cleanup time. And Ratchets was kind of like more involved in like there. There's that arena, which is oh the combat arena. Yeah. Like extra, but not really. I mean, you get armor and it that whole bar arena place is is part of the story so uh if i think it fit in pretty good and the little the little rifts that you go through weren't weren't anything crazy they're all pretty easy so yeah i was expecting Uh, those to be much larger before i ever played the game and then like when you get to them and what they (laughs) that's what she said and that way when you actually get to it it's like oh yeah this is maybe like a three to four minute little detour platforming section you know But uh, I ended up following, I don't know if you did this, Eli, I ended up following PS5 Trophy's video guide for all the collectibles in that game, and he got, like, everything, everything, so I actually, like, you know, got all the gold bolts, all the armor, all the, like, whatever in that game, when you don't even need to, to your point, like, the trophies don't ask you to do that. Yes, that was was also part of my goal this year, to be more chillaxed on my trophy hunting, was um, trying to avoid guides, so. I did not use a guide for this. Pretty, that's awesome. Pretty simple enough list. Yeah, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Very so another reason I recommend it. Yeah, you can just play it and just have some fun. So far, we got two first-party games coming in. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. Um, all right, so let's see. For my third place runner-up, just a quick you know, shout-out to what didn't make the cut. I was going to put SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom on there. Oh, my God. But I didn't. It's not, my, it's not my third place, but I think that game is awesome. And, uh, you know, speaking to your previous point of, like, not using a guide, I did not use a guide for SpongeBob. It took me 11 hours, and I thought that the collectibles in the open-world collectathon were hidden in such a way that I always felt smart finding them, even if they weren't that hard to find. And I think the gameplay was varied enough and mixed up enough that I enjoyed it. I'm not even a big SpongeBob fan necessarily. Like I don't have a very much history with the show. And playing that game, I was like, "This is awesome." I had a, I had a really good time with it. So if you can find SpongeBob on sale, I say go for it and check it out. <laughs> to get to my actual third place game, it's kind of tough here again between a few different ones. But I am going to give it the third place game to Resident Evil Seven, which I wait came- pause. Yes. So you said Ratchet didn't make it on your list. No. And Bikini Bottom did not beat out Ratchet as runner-up. Correct. Yikes. Yep. Yep. I had a lot of games I liked this year, you know? What, what can I say? It's no, yeah. it's no issue with the quality. Plus, I had a feeling, honestly, that you were going to speak to Ratchet, so I didn't want to double mm-hmm. up. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting RE7 on here. Now, I got Platinum in RE7 and RE8 this year, but RE7 is special to me because it scared me so much <laughs> when I first played it a few years ago. Like, I bought it on release night. I remember distinctly going to GameStop, lining up at 9 p.m. for the midnight release or whatever, getting it, going home, and I got probably like two hours in and was like, this is way too fucking scary for me. I can't play it. I guess I can't play this game. And after several years went by and I continued to keep playing games in the Resident Evil franchise, last year, of course, doing Resident Evil Remake, and then I had done RE2 Remake, RE3 Remake, RE5, etc. I came back to this game with some motivation from some Discord and Patreon supporters and was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. 
and I actually really enjoyed this game. It went from a Resident Evil title that I didn't particularly respect or like the direction of to an S-tier Resident Evil game for me. So that's a big change. And yeah. it took me 26 hours to do. And to be clear, I did not do any of the DLC trophy list for the game. So that I just have the platinum in the base game. My overall percentage is pretty low still for it then. But... You know, this is a typical Resident Evil list. You have to beat it in a speedrun time. You have to beat it without doing a certain number of heals. You've got to beat it on the hardest difficulty. You've got to find all the collectibles. And it runs the full gambit of what you could come to expect from an RE title. But the reason I got it on the list is because of that sort of conquering of my fear and coming back to a game that I thought I couldn't do and finally being able to not only just beat the game, but actually platinum it. So yeah, was it? 26 hours or 26 years? <laughs> it's, tw- it's, uh, <laughs> it's 26 hours, but of course, like the time between my first trophy and the platinum is like multiple years because I literally sold the game back or traded it into GameStop. So I had to like repurchase it on sale at one point this year in order to go for the plat. Yeah, I, I recommend it. If you haven't played RE7, obviously Village is the newer iterative game in that first person style, but RE7 is special and a more contained story, I think. The two feed into each other really, really directly, but yeah, um, it's it's an awesome game. So I'd recommend you check it out. Is this on the, uh, this is on the uh, PS Plus collection too, isn't it? That's a good call out. If you have a PS5, it is on the PS Plus collection. So you can try it, not for free, but you can try it with your subscription. Yep. And so is the original Ratchet and Clank remake. Oh, there you the go. Original remake. Yeah, How the, about that. The, the, I think it was 2015 or 2016. I can't remember 16, what year. I'm pretty sure. There you go. 16. There you go. So yeah, go check those out. You know, um, unfortunately, Ghosts of Tsushima is not on the PS Plus collection, but it'll probably be on sale throughout the year at different points, and you can check it out. All right, that's it for our bronze medals. Let's kick it back to you, Daryl, for the silver. Oh, silver for me. This game took me 111 hours to get the platinum. Oh my god. It's <laughs> a lot, man. A lot. My gold is even more. 11, uh, 111 hours. This was my third plat for 2021. And the silver goes to Dark Souls Remastered. Nice. Um, You know, I, I believe I might have mentioned it before that Dark Souls, I actually tried it back on the Xbox 360. And I'll say that I did not have a good experience with it at that time. I played it, got to the Taurus Demon. Yeah, so up there, and I, I I couldn't get past them. So I ended up putting the game down and didn't think I would ever touch that game again. Fast forward five, ten years later. Only mentioned that, hey, you should try it out since you like to play, you know, these games that are very difficult and challenging. So I decided to give it another try and I stuck with it. And it's one of my favorite games of 2021. Yeah. Do you think it was uh, the the difficulty that got you the first time? I find that I find that hard to believe. Or was there something else about the game that that wasn't clicking like the combat? Uh, I know that's a little different. Or was there something that you remember? holding you up or was it mostly just the combat i think it was just that type of game is one that i've never played before Mm -hmm. like i've when it came to video games i was very sheltered like you know the game would tell you what to do what button to press 
but just holds your hand throughout the whole experience. So yeah. like playing Dark Souls, it had none of that. And that was like something that really was uncomfortable with for me when I was playing it because I really didn't know what to do. And I just lost interest in it. And I almost lost interest the second time too when I played it after Colin let me borrow his game. Mm. It's like, dude, it's the same experience. I thought I would have liked this game by now. <laughs> but um you know, I stuck you? with it. Um first time. What, when I first played it, I was like early twenties. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, it I came was... out in two thousand eleven, I think, originally. Uh so I, I was still playing games on hard. Like I was playing Call of Duty on Veteran and, and other games, but this was one where I it just didn't click for me. And then like playing it, you know, this year, it, it almost didn't click for me again. And um, yeah, Colin just said, just keep getting through it. And, you know, the more I played, the more I started to understand the game, kind of how like the whole menu worked, like there's nothing there to explain how the menu works. So that was really confusing. Uh, but the more I played, the more I started learning. And the more I learned, the more that I got better at it. So that's kind of like what kept me going with this game. It's like, okay, now I understand this game. Now I can have fun with it finally. Yeah, and grading yeah. yourself in that community is a big part of success in that game, I think. Because it doesn't hold your hand. And you could totally go through it like like that. There's such a big community around it. You know, it's just it's like Minecraft. You know? Same kind of thing. It's like it doesn't hold your hand. But if you, you know, if you can find that community or really opens up the game to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And just kind of like knowing that, like, Colin, you've played Dark Souls, you're familiar with the series. Eli, I remember your whole journey with Bloodborne. So I definitely want to add it like a from soft game to my, you know, to my list of games I've played. So that was like another thing that kept me playing. It's like, you know, if they can do it, I can do it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was my third platinum for 2021. Awesome experience. This game has a lot to offer. The trophy list is not the easiest but um it is fun to go through i, I definitely had fun with the trophy list like getting all the different weapons some of them were pretty obvious on how to get others were a little bit more methodical uh joining covenants was fun uh probably my least favorite out of like the trophy list was like upgrading everything or reinforcing i should say yeah i mm -hmm. was not a fan of that like all the different um blacksmiths you know the ones who are capable of doing the different reinforcements because not all of them do the the same reinforcements some do different ones and um yeah other than that i had a lot of fun playing against the bosses made me feel small but i felt like a giant <laughs> once i defeated them the ornstein and smo fight <laughs> oh yeah i i, I uh, yeah how embarrassing i didn't even mention those two uh my first experience with them Woo, man <laughs> I did not think they were even in Dark Souls. I thought that was like Dark Souls 2. And then like I started seeing like kind of the layout of Anne Orlando. And I was like, wait, this looks like one of those areas where they said this is the hardest boss in the game. <laughs> and yeah. sure enough, man, Ornstein and Smo freaking have whew, my and my ass handed to me several times. Yeah, that's a rough one. I I feel like Dark Souls won out of all of the from soft games has a pretty big imbalance in terms of bosses like some of the bosses in dark souls one are a joke 
like that moonlight butterfly you're like what the hell is this dude like, <laughs> and then, like this is so easy and then yeah you get ornstein and smo and then you have something like pinwheel also crazy easy but then further down you have like grave lord nito is not too bad but you had like the four kings right where unless you had like that armor to just tank their attacks you're fucked and so it's I guess more than other Souls games, there's kind of gimmicks to a lot of the bosses and ways to cheese them. But with Ornstein and Smo, it is not possible. It's purely just like, how's your dodging? How's your like stamina management? It's just a skill check, basically, before you can go further in the game. But yeah, that's like the true test. Like Half of the game was like, okay, we know you can get through that, but can you get past this, like this part of the game in order to get towards the end? But that was like point in the game where it's like, okay, we've shown you everything. Now it's time to use those skills. Yep, pretty much. I mean, and that's before the game shows you the main, main quest, right? Like before you get to those guys, you have the quest of ringing the two bells. And then when you get past them, you kind of find out that the world isn't quite what you thought. I'm trying to avoid spoilers for this game, even though it's 10 years old at this point. We need need to have a, a discussion as a society of like, at, when is it acceptable for me to just like talk about something? Because <laughs> like, <laughs> ten years seems a little egregious. Like, I wouldn't be upset if someone was like, "Here's the plot for Terminator 2, the movie." You know, it's like, "Oh, I haven't seen it yet," even though it came out in the '80s. No, no, get over it, folks. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. On the final note, I I'm glad that I did play this game um, because it's opened up. You know the rest of the FromSoft games for me to play. Um, started playing Bloodborne, Colin. I have your Sekiro still, so oh yeah, I'm really glad that I uh, play this game because now there's a bunch of other great games I can play now. So I'm really excited to play those whenever I get the chance. Another fear faced. I love it. <laughs> good stuff. That's a really good choice. Really good choice. That was so. That was like earlier in the year. To be honest, I kind of forgot that that was the same year for you. But yeah. Good shit, mate. All right, Eli, what about you? What about your silver medal or silver trophy? Yeah, mine comes in pretty hefty as well at 116 hours. Whoa. Yeah. For Diablo 3. Ooh. Oh, you son yeah. of a bitch. I'm going to have to pivot. That was my silver as well. Pivot. Yep. The pivot. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it together. All right. But Go for it. This is a, it's a great game. Unfortunately, it had something to do with me leaning into my PC a bit more. Um, cause it was such a great game after I finished the platinum, I bought it on PC and started grinding on there too. Uh, you know, kind of helped me practice with my M and K mouse and keyboard skills, mm-hmm. uh, as it's an easier game to play where there's like one, two, three, four are like the only buttons you have to press besides maybe tab. But as far as the trophy hunt goes, it was a lot more grindy than ratchet and Astro. Yeah. How and many hours did you say it was for you? 119 or 16. I have okay. two different numbers here. I don't know what the heck I was doing. Yeah, but I got a somewhere around five for mine as well. Yeah. Um, so, but it, it really is that, that type of game, very persistent and always grinding for more end game gear. But I think I really only experienced the story mostly on the PS5 and uh, got the Necro Mancy trophies uh, and then started started learning about the seasons and more end game builds once I was on the PC uh, and really, really started getting into it. But I think it has excellent offers an excellent value uh, where there's, there's the story and that style of game is great. And I think that's a, that's a great part of the package. 
uh, and the trophies are are relatively easy as well. They're they're a bit grindy, but it'll uh you know it's it's pretty much beating the game. But that'll give you close to seventy hours right there. And then there's all the other characters. You can even try the story with the different characters. Um, but I think where they they really shine is the seasons. But it's, that's their you know they're kind of like persistent season pass kind of thing that that that's there to to rope you in but i think it's it's really fun to try out the different play styles and you know get good <laughs> start grinding <laughs> rich but uh yeah yeah that's awesome i didn't mess with the seasons at all so that was kind of where you you went a step further than like what the plat even required and uh got pretty into that and like like for me the 106 hours is or 105 yeah 105 hours is kind of misleading because i've been playing this game for years before i ever decided to trophy hunt in it so like i remember like i had bought a used copy for ps4 pretty shortly after i even got my original ps4 and yeah just played through the campaign a couple times with friends and just was playing a co-op for like fun so i had sort of a jump start because i think i had the monk character already at level 70 by the time i came to it to trophy hunt so that's probably what those saved hours are for mine. But yeah, I you know, really just the bounties is like the only thing that I think is kind of annoying in the trophy list. And even that is not so bad. I mean, this is truly one of those games that I recommend you play co-op with some people. And it's relatively mindless in that you can just run around and chat with each other and get done what you need to do. Like it's not... You don't have to think too crazy hard about it, at least for just the the bounties. Well, I'm sure once you get into the season stuff and casual and, play, right? Exactly. It's a very casual game, but it's also a very intense game. It offers whatever you want to get out of it, and mm-hmm. I think that's what's cool about it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that's there. You know, like that group play. There's even like you know group pushing. It's to the level of like esports. If you watch some of these guys, it's it's nuts and how they know you know stacking gear and what works best together and the timing of different um like abilities and stuff and teamwork and buffs and all that all there's like it gets so in depth down to like you know the millisecond it's wild yeah there's just solo pushing and gear farming set masteries and each season has its own theme you know which changes it up like season 25 just started on december 10th me talking from in the future I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it started on December 10th and as the d- demonic soul shards, which actually is is yesterday as of recording. Little peak there. But it, mm-hmm. yeah, it has a it has a demonic soul shards. So there's all these different like things that make it more interesting, which also Colin as since you've played last, they uh introduced your follower ha- can have a full set of gear. And some of the legendary, there's a few legendary items that you can get the uh, the perk from from them. Oh, that's kind of interesting. So it's yeah. pretty pretty in depth. And how old is this game? Uh, I forget. I think it came Real. out in 2013 because it originally yeah. came out for the 360 slash. Like it was the in between consoles. I'm pretty sure it's 2013. Yeah. So it's and it's still supported. So I'm a I'm a fan. I may yeah. have to, uh, Monk's going to dominate this season 25, so I might have to go back for that. There you go. Do some Monk play. Well, it's also just that we don't have any, well, that's not true. I guess we did get Diablo 2 resurrected relatively recently, but that trophy list is like so disrespectful and yeah. so just egregious that I have no, like I was interested, I was very interested in at least like playing that game and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just kind of slowly chip away at the trophies, but like, no, it's, um, 
no way. So I hope that whenever Diablo 4 comes out, which I assume would be pretty soon, uh, no. like as within I the next year. I just looked it up. No? It's like 2024. Are you serious? Like, yeah, because I don't think Immortal's even out yet. Man, they pushed that a bunch because we saw gameplay from Diablo 4 like two years ago already. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, well, it says maybe 2023, but you know, we'll see. I thought I saw something about 2024. It's a little fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that is pretty. Uh, that's pretty ridiculous. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess just keep playing Diablo 3, folks. <laughs> that, that's going to be your best way to interface with that world if you want to play it. Or you can play the older yeah. ones on PC and just have fun with them. I'm excited for 4. I wonder what it's going to be. It looks kind of more like Diablo 3-ish. Right. It's Yeah, it's definitely not 2. Like 2 is like an old you know, CRPG type thing. But uh, I kind of hope it's more like 3, even though 2 is like the biggest game in the franchise. Yeah, I know 2 is like beloved by folks. but And again, that's why I was so excited to... Uh, to hop into it we have a co-worker that mutual mutually we know remember tim i was telling you about and oh, yeah. uh yeah he was like messaging me for like weeks like all right you're gonna hop on you're gonna hop on and i was like oh, i'm gonna wait and see like the trophy list first and he didn't care about that that kind of stuff obviously so he just bought it and has been jamming on it but i had to message him and be like yeah there's no way <laughs> it's, it's not happening but no, that's a really good one. I, I remember distinctly spending a lot of time with Diablo 3 around the end of last year, beginning of this year with folks um, in the mm -hmm. Discord and in the party chat. And yeah, it was a little phenomenon there for a while. Had a little bit of a, a resurgence. So it was a good time. Yeah, I had the, uh, some of my extra hours came from the the modded gear on PS4, which that's, that that's exists. Right. It was a, it was a weird, it was a weird experience. Honestly, it was my first experience with like any kind of mods. And now that I'm on PC, um, I play a bit more of that stuff. Rocket League custom maps and shaders and all kinds of mods in Minecraft and stuff. But it was uh, it was very interesting where I got dropped this gear that I could just run through like the highest tier greater rifts and just annihilate everything. Um, it was pretty fun at first. That's where some of my my uh, the extra, few extra hours came in, probably from just like getting free stuff, basically. But it it really did kind of sour the experience. It's kind of why I moved to PC and got a fresh start, started seasons. So, I mean, that's there if you uh, if you want it. But mm. I would recommend not doing it. It's not really it takes away the whole point of the game. For sure. Yeah, Sometimes you got to experience it to to realize that, though, as I did. There you go. Mm -hmm. I didn't mess around with any of that kind of gear. So I eventually one of my like best friends who plays this game or played it earlier in the year was hopping into like max level rifts and uh, just like destroying shit. And I like tried to go in there a couple times and it was just like, there's no way <laughs> like, yeah. I, I was dying to like basic enemies and just like, yeah, yeah it's no good. No good. It's pretty wild in there. Yeah. But uh, good, good stuff. Diablo 3 is a great shout-out. Like I said, it was my, my silver as well. Um, it's just there's a lot of history with this game for me, just on the casual side. And then to be able to, kind of like RE7, like being my bronze medal one, like I kind of picked things that told a story for me about like coming full circle. And both RE7 and Diablo were things that like I had tried before and never like fully completed. So to be able to like come back to them both, you know, as a trophy hunter and uh, and knock it out, I found... To be really satisfying so 
I don't have a whole lot to add other than what you've already spoken to with Diablo, but definitely check it out. I mean, you can find the Eternal Edition, I think it's called, for relatively cheap from time to time, and it's got the Necromancer DLC on there. I don't have the Necromancer trophies, so that kind of bothers me in terms of, like, it's sitting at an A for me on uh, PSN profiles because I'm missing, like, those fucking ones. But I did... Like I talked about back in the episodes earlier in the year, I did actually rec- or, uh, pop a Necromancer trophy when my buddy was playing as that class. It just popped for me. So, oh, yeah. It was kind yeah, of weird. It's probably where my extra hours came from. Those trophies were not that fun. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Uh, I think I ended up getting a few pieces of modded gear for that character and uh, walked around with... It was boring. But if you want to like get really get into different classes and like i didn't want to play the story again that was like my big thing i was kind of lost then once i found the seasons uh made it a little easier but yeah those those trophies are a bit grindy for sure to give you a little bit of context here so for diablo 3 the time between my first trophy earned and my platinum was three years and 10 months <laughs> okay. Oh my God. Now for Resident Evil Seven, my time between the first trophy earned and platinum was four years and one month. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So th- those were both like big things just sitting in my backlog that I was like, ah, <laughs> I got to do it, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's good stuff there. All right, Daryl. What, what? Mine says two months and four weeks. Mm-hmm. Four weeks is a month. That's three months, my guy. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I guess maybe, well, four weeks is 28 days, so yeah. it's not technically a full month, depending on what month you're talking about. It was February, then it was. Right, exactly. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yes. All right, Daryl, back to you for your gold medal trophy hunt of the year. Ooh, this one was a heavy hitter for sure. Uh, so for my goal, should come as a surprise to no one, 118 hours and this was my ninth platinum. Uh, for my gold, it was the Mean Greens. Oh my no, god! No, no fucking way, way dude. dude! No way! Are you trolling He's right now? Trolling us, <laughs> dude. What the fuck? <laughs> I'll tell you, man. It should come as a surprise to nobody. It's the Mean Greens. <laughs> oh my god, that's a huge surprise. That to game, <laughs> I, out of my twenty-one plats this year, Mean Greens was almost the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, if not the bottom. <laughs> Oh man! All jokes aside, you guys know what my gold was: Wolfenstein Two, the New Colossus. There it is. Yes, sir. You know, at the beginning of the year, I had set my eyes on a few games that I wanted to accomplish uh, by 2021. Wolfenstein Two, the New Colossus was one of them. And man, uh, what a journey with this game! No, I had put myself out there that I was going to play this game, get the plat on it. Yeah, I definitely want to show for it. So I endured this grueling task. And you guys know, mind leaving, what a trophy. This one. Yeah, what, a, tro- had... what a trophy. That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, back to, you know, a couple weeks back, by the time you're hearing this, you know, maybe it should have been a sapphire to maximum yeah. point, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Think about that. Yes. Sapphire or ruby? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll take that. Yep. Diamond. Diamond. Probably should have been a fucking diamond. I mean, this mm-hmm. is like legitimately one of the hardest trophies in existence. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Anyway, go Time. ahead. We're your hype boys. We're hyping you up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Wolfenstein 2. Uh, this one... This one demands a lot of patience and skill. I'll, I'll tell you that. A patient just die a lot, and just that muscle memory skills is it's very key throughout the that entire playthrough. Like you gotta be on top of your game as you're playing that mode. Any little mistake will cost you a run. And I had so many runs where I was so close, so close, and kept dying and dying. But it's kind of like that movie, um, that Tom Cruise movie. What is it called? Castaway? Um, no, it's the one where he's in the future fighting against the aliens. And he, he comes back every time he dies. Oh, um, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. It's just like that. Like, he dies, but then he gets better. He keeps dying, gets better. So it's just like that. Like, don't take dying as a bad thing, but just take it as a time to learn. See what kind of mistakes you might have made and how you can improve on it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happened for me. You know, I just took it like, oh, like, why did I die? Oh, maybe it's because I, I, I peeked out of cover too early while the boss was still far away. Or like, you know, maybe I can go through this area stealthy rather than just go full guns blazing. Uh, stuff like that, you know, stuff like that you'll pick up as you go through your mind Lieber run. But yeah, you know, this game definitely requires a lot of patience and skill. And I remember like, Playing through this uh, game through like the busiest time for it of the year for us, you know, harvest is rolling and we're working and 12 hour days. But like the days before I was going into work, I was always playing Wolfenstein and like I was playing it so much to the point where, you know, I wanted to tell you guys at work, like, hey, man, I finally got my leaving. Yep. But it felt like more more of the times I was coming up to you guys, I was saying, hey, man, I, can't, I died at the like towards the end <laughs> in the very like, last section so of the close. game yeah <laughs> yeah like i was telling you guys so i was i was keeping you guys in the loop of like where i was at but it was fun and yeah you know i was like playing this game non-stop because like like i said i wanted to like get this trophy i wanted to share my my experience it experience with this game with everybody and you know the ultimate goal was to get that mind leaving trophy it wasn't even about the platinum anymore. It was just getting mine leaving. And at you know, at some point I finally did got it. And like I, I hit the Discord and like everyone's blowing up. Yeah. I saw your Reddit post too. Yeah, I put it on Reddit. Um it was fun, man. It was fun. I had a really good I'm with this game and there um, there was a lot of moments where I really wanted to just say, Hey, I can't do it no more. Um, I wanted to hang up the code and just be like, hey, I did my best. Um, and, and, you know, I couldn't do it. But just, there's just something within, within me that kept saying, like, just keep pushing through. Keep pushing through. You could do it. Gotten close a couple times, so you could definitely do it. Oh, yeah. And then just that one run, man. That one run was all it took for me. And, you know, it was such a good time. Like I just felt like so much adrenaline going through my body. And, you know. I told my wife, I was like, babe, I did it. I did it. <laughs> did it. Now I can spend more time with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's all hyped too, probably. Oh, yeah. She was like, oh, my gosh, you play that stupid game all the time. I was like, babe, you have no idea. This game requires, like, all of my time and life and 
every second of it. Right. It's literally what the trophy is, is called. You know, it's my life. Mm-hmm. It's what the game's asking of me. Yeah, this is my goal for 2021. Um, I mean, I can't really say much about it other than what I've already said in this episode and the other episodes. This game, if you're like hardcore trophy hunter, like you want to take on the ultimate challenge, this is for you. Um, I'm more than happy to help out, give you some some tips and tricks on how you can get through your run. Um, I'm actually proud of this game, too, because this game, I actually came up with a strat that I haven't even seen anyone else use online. And this is like one of the like the safest strats I've been able to use and execute like pretty much 100 percent of the time error free. So pretty cool that I was able to come up with that. And yeah. This is my goal for 2021. Well earned, and I don't know if I told you guys this, but I'm actually like concerning doing it a second time. You did tell me that, you you crazy fuck. Yeah, you're like, I just want to see if I can do it still. Like, dude. (laughs) I don't know, man. I just thought of it the other day. I was like, you know what? I want to see if I can do it again. I would prefer you go just play the first game in the franchise yeah. <laughs> and just enjoy the just enjoy that game because it's really good. And uh, there is no mind Lieben difficulty, but there's still like the ultra hard difficulty. So, yeah, yeah. For we'll a, for a little bit of statistics here, it's in your top five of your rarest trophies for PSN profiles is mind Lieben. It's sitting at a point nine percent. And the the platinum for New Colossus is sitting at 0.86%. And there are only 969 achievers of Mindleben in the world. Or at least on this site. Yeah. Yikes. Ooh. Not that many of us. No. I mean, no. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> not no. <laughs> Interestingly, just a, another little quick stat thing, because I'm on your page here. In Star Wars Squadrons, destroyed a disabled Starfighter 10 times across multiple dogfight matches. That trophy only has 772 achievers worldwide. And you've got that wow. one. So, yeah, pretty and interesting. It's funny, too, because, like, once I got Mind Lieben, like, my task, my, my life's goal with that game was complete. I didn't even want to go for the Platinum anymore. I was like, you know what? I did it. I don't even care if I don't get the Platinum or not. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it's not what it's about. <laughs> <This point>. Yeah. <laughs> it was about Mind Lieben. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, I do recommend if if you it sounds like you really enjoyed the experience, you're not going to have that mind leaving experience in Old Blood or in the New Order, but the games are still really good. And I would recommend if you're at all interested in the franchise that you go and check those out at some point because I think you'll really enjoy them. Nice. I'll remember that. I I see those on sale sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and like the Old Blood is sort of like a one-off and I think the experience is much shorter probably only like 10 hours or something but like the new order is a full-on single-player first-person shooter campaign you know same as wolfenstein 2 it's probably like 25 hours or so and it's it's awesome i can't believe you got that trophy <laughs> i cannot believe yeah, it wild. i mean not that i ever doubted your skill you know but it's just like that's still insane absolutely yeah. insane so congratulations Bonker. again yeah bonkers indeed all right eli mm-hmm. what do you got for your gold here what's your trophy hunt of the year First place. Trophy hunt of the year. First place. Uh, another short one. Seven hours. Operation Tango. No mm, shot, nice. dude. What? Yeah. The PS Plus offering. Almost exclusively for the fun factor. Because to me, that's that's what games are all, all about. 
And playing this game with Slugger was some of the most fun I've had in gaming in a while. I mean, besides Fortnite. Sure. But games are, you know, a really amazing medium that can, you know, bring bring people closer while having fun triumphing. Triumphing? Triumphing. Triumphing, you know, difficult problems and, you know, helping with that communication and teamwork we kind of talked about last time. And so this is, this recording's, uh, you know, kind of right after the Game Awards. And I was surprised it takes two one game of the year, but I am glad uh, that that, you know, the style of game is, is in the limelight. Yeah, a co-op game like that is cool that it, that it wins. Yeah, because I, I played a way out with my brother a year, about a year ago, too. And uh, it's another another great example of this. But Operation Tango, I think, took it took it to a, a different level and made you made made you a spy slash hacker like James Bond type character and, and really made you feel like it, you know, while while still heavily relying on communication with your partner. Um, I'm just a, I'm a big fan of the creative games that that break the mold, you know, like Rocket League, for example. <laughs> and I think. <laughs> Jeez. And I and I think this game did it well. So <laughs> took the took the top spot. And uh you know, also like the trophies as the well rounded package, you know, I'm a with that style of game and uh it breaking the mold, the trophies were also um were merely beating the game as each character and there were very few miscellaneous trophies like getting the bomb as each character and killing your partner and doing the emotes in the camera. Easy shit like that. So, I think as a all-around package, it's my number one pick. That's really cool that it was a PS Plus offering as well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, speaking to the quality of the lineup, one of the questions we had in episode forty-seven. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a another great sort of example of how how you do get good games on that service and how there are things mm-hmm. on there that are worth checking out. So, yeah, much, I don't I don't yeah. think it's the the best game in the world. No, uh, but that doesn't but as matter. Far as the, yeah. The trophy hunt goes in the experience I had with it. That's that's why it took the top spot. Very cool. And how long did you say it took? It was about seven hours. Seven hours. Play both. So you had to play uh, both characters. So about right. three hours each, three and a half hours each. And uh, I'm a little bummed. There's some DLC for it out now. So I gotta I gotta go back and get with my my uh, my hacker friend. You've still not played this, right, uh, Daryl? I have not. Do you have it in your library? Because I have it too. Yeah, you want to link up? I mean, we should just do it. We <laughs> should knock it out at some point. I've, I feel bad because I told Sly G. Cooper I would play with him back in the day, and I just never got around to it. So I don't know if he still needs it or what, but we should just knock it out at some point. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, that sounds like a nice, uh, nice fun, chill experience. After hearing how much fun Eli had with it, I figured you know, it would be a good game to you know try out. Yeah, what's the guide situation for that guy? Eli, did you have to look at a bunch of stuff, or was it pretty um, self-explanatory? No, because it's, it's pretty mo- mostly just beating the game. Um, there was... I think I did look at the guide for... There's a trophy for finding the secrets on, the on like, the map. The, level, the levels are laid out on, like, a map, and you, like... You know, it's like a like a hacker's computer right and you like zoom in on the location you're gonna you're gonna go to or whatever and plan your attack but there is one for um finding the secrets from it's called from montreal with love and it says find clever plays on the map Hmm. um which 
uh, it's not a bunch of locations. It's one. You have to find where Montreal is on the map, and you both have to hover over it and like press X. So oh, okay. it's not well, like terribly hard. We we just want to make sure we got the right location. Yeah, you know where Montreal is on the map exactly. You can probably do it. But hmm, kind of interesting trophy idea there. Yeah, it sounds cool. I like how your your games also have like a wide range of time. So like Ratchet was like twenty. This is a shorter one, and then Diablo, of course, like a huge grind. So yeah, kind of runs would, the gambit. You would like the distribution of this. It's got six golds, 12 silvers, and seven bronzes. Oh, that's what I'm talking about, dude. That's yeah. what I need right now, because I'm a imbalanced fucking boy. Listen to this statistic here. 300 golds for me. 871 silvers. 2,800 bronzes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> holy moly. Yeah, dude. Holy moly, I mean, that's, indeed. It's quite a bit, but that's, that's how it's supposed to go. I guess so. I guess so. Sick bastard, you're on the side of the system, huh? You trying to keep me down? (laughs) Bronzes, golds wouldn't be golds if bronzes were just as rare as golds. You can't have sunshine without the rain falling. Oh my god! All right, I mean you're not wrong, but I don't want to. You know, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear some support from my boys. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get behind the 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 distribution thing. Need to be okay. Sorry, that's all right. That's all right. Well, that's a that's a really interesting choice. I got to be honest; I wasn't expecting you to pick that one, but that's what makes it cool and exciting, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. some good shit. Okay, so I, uh, f- man, this was tough for me. There, there's some that didn't even make the top three. That now looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking? You know, like why didn't I put that on my top three? But either way, like what? Like what? Well, like Alien Isolation didn't make my top three, and I had an awesome time Ooh, with that game. A shitter game though. I had an awesome time with that game, <laughs> and uh, same thing for like. I really actually enjoyed all of my Spyro games that I played this year. Like Mass Effect didn't make the cut. Resident Evil Village didn't make the cut. Assassin's Creed Rogue didn't make the cut. Right? So that should tell you guys, process of elimination here, my gold trophy hunt for the year was Deathloop. And Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, damn boy. Yeah. Hey now, hey now. Um, you know, again, I, I kind of like the theme for my, my picks was like telling a story of like kind of growth with the games I play. And like Deathloop is one of those games from Arcane, or it's developed by Arcane, I should say. And previously, these games like never resonated with me. I would pick them up, try them for, you know, an hour or two and be like, eh, no thanks. And just kind of move on to something else. But something about Deathloop sort of grabbed me and i mean the marketing for this game was off the charts in terms of like it was everywhere and to mm-hmm. to be honest it got kind of annoying where i was like i almost don't want to get this thing because you're fucking <laughs> sh- shoving it in my face all the time but i'm glad that i did i spent 27 hours with the game and the platinum on psn profiles is sitting at a 21.45 percent. so it's not incredibly like rare by any means um but i got the plat in two weeks and two days so that should tell you like just how like obsessed i was with playing the game when I got it and the trophy list is just really interesting for this thing. Like there, there's, you know, a certain level of completion. I think I ended the main campaign or the main loop with about 67 or so percent completion, but the cleanup is where the game actually starts to shine. I think because you have so much map knowledge, so much like upgrades or so many upgrades that you've acquired, you've got great equipment And then the game asks you to do things that you would never normally do, like kill the visionaries in really specific ways that is counterintuitive to how you would normally go through the map, right? And I've just not really played a game like this before. For me, it was like a positive 
experience with not only an arcane game, but with a roguelike sort of genre where I typically don't like that idea. Like the only other game like it, even closer that I've played is, is uh, Binding of Isaac, the original on PC. I think I have close to a hundred hours in that on Steam. And this just kind of clicked and it's got, you know, one gold, 11 silvers, four and two bronzes. So my whole distribution thing fucked there again, but it didn't even matter because the, the bronzes I was going for were super fun and really varied. And I don't know, the combat is, is not difficult in this game. There's no difficulty selection. Even in the game, you can't earn trophies for being the hardest difficulty or anything like that. So the, the currency you're trading in is information here. So snooping on some people who are talking next to a building and learning that there's an entrance you didn't know about or coming back to a map at a different part of the day and seeing that something that you blew up in the morning affects a route that you can take in the evening to get an assassination. You know, all these kinds of things like play into each other and there's such a expressiveness in the play that, you know, talking about like fun factor, this was by far the most fun I had playing a game. And I, I would be at work on my lunch and writing down like lists of things to do like a sequence of events like you know in up dam in the morning do this you know carl's bay evening do this blah 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 and like doing and planning out my loops to maximize like my efficiency and maximize the trophies that i was earning and there wasn't really any other game this year that had me that into it when i was away from it so like every day i came home and played Deathloop. i would hop into party chat even and still be playing Deathloop, which i you know historically i don't like to play single player games in party chat that much if they're story based but yeah i i don't know i think this is truly one of the best uh experiences you can have on ps5 right now and uh it won best game direction at the game awards which i think was well deserved and it also inspired me to go back and next year i'm going to be going back to dishonored 2 and to prey to clean those two games up, not necessarily platinum them, but just to play them. And I've, you know, kind of found a renewed appreciation for the studio, the work they do, the immersive sim genre. So yeah, like Deathloop's an amazing game. Like highly, highly recommend it. I'm glad you enjoyed the, you know, the new, is that first party? No. It's not uh, first party, but it is, the... it is an exclusive. Yeah. Yeah. I think I saw it coming to PC or something. I think so, and it probably will come to Xbox as well because it's a Bethesda-owned studio. So I think it's probably just for the first year that it's out that it's going to be PlayStation exclusive. But um, yeah, it also like reviewed incredibly well. It was getting tens at a, at a bunch of major outlets and stuff like that. Not that that means any, I mean that might mean something to you. You might not give a shit about that, but the the game is well is well respected. Um, in the industry and I think for good reason and the fact that it had a great trophy hunt on top of that you know how wrong was I I remember an episode where we were talking about the list when it leaked and I was like this looks like it's going to be horrible way more difficult than I than like I was hoping for and I'm glad I just purchased it anyway and went for it because yeah it was a, an awesome experience so yep Deathloop coming in first place for me nice yes sir you guys got to check this out at some point if it's on sale I might. Yeah. The list isn't as bad as we originally thought. Yeah. I mean, the cleanup probably took me seven to eight hours. You know, so it really wasn't that bad because you can fast forward time periods in the game and like target specific things that you want to go for. Um, I wanted to call you out, Eli, too. Just a quick shout out because I tried to do your strategy of like flexing for my last trophy. 
mm-hmm. and having it be like fully dying. So that was a fun thing to try to go for. Did you get it? Uh, it was my second Did to last, know? but both of my mm-hmm. last trophies were related to dying in specific ways. So okay. <laughs> I kind of did it, just not as uh, not as cool. So yeah, um, really good stuff. So I think uh, that's it for us, right? I mean, you guys have anything you want to add in terms of your your trophy hunts of the year? Any other shout outs you want to give to games that didn't make your your top three? I was pretty bummed I didn't get to put Rocket League in. I I like saw it on my list. I was like, oh, it's twenty twenty one, and uh, uh, I didn't. I had I got like the uh, the DLC stuff after in twenty twenty one, but not the platinum, so couldn't count it. Sure, but yeah. you know, I I can't give up an opportunity to shout out Rocket League. So there you go, man. Oh, before I forget too, Eli. Um, as the time of recording this, yesterday, a DLC came out for Terminator Resistance. Did you see this? No shot, dude. Yeah. And it's what 15- the fuck is with this shit? It's, it's, it's $15. <laughs> oh my god, they make you pay for it, dude? Yeah, it's $15, and I think it has like nine trophies or something, but it it's like, like half the price of the game. What the fuck? Oh my god. Yeah, it, it um, I, I was pretty bummed because, like, Jesus, like, no. what is the, what, like, what, what do you, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Although, although, I actually think we might be okay because I, I think it only applies to the, like, ps5 version so i'm looking at my ps and profiles right now it doesn't look like it's changed anything so never mind we might be okay we might be okay we just talked about this on the last episode too i know i know another game yeah Yeah, operation (sighs) tango just got it yeah i i don't know i just it's a discussion for another time but i think there needs to be sort of like a Like like a time window that we allow like DLC to come out in that's like acceptable. <laughs> like, I yeah. feel like di- I feel like this gap between like Terminator Resistance and the DLC is like pretty egregious. And like from what I understand, um, I did look at like a little review for it. It's kind of the same. Like th- it wasn't very good. It's just like more of the exact same thing. And uh, so like the question is like why why wouldn't you just work on the sequel? You know, um, I don't know. Yikes. Yep, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the, when did this game come out? Uh, or Terminator Resistance? Yeah. Let's see. I'm going to do a quick search here. 2019. November 2019. So, mm. more did than... Did we get it new? More than two years later. I think we did get it relatively new, honestly. We did it in March yeah. 2020. Yeah, it was... It was, Yeah, we were, like, not, you know... Not really late coming to that game. It's funny looking at the, the timing for that thing, dude. I, like... I platinum that thing in five days. <laughs> oh my god! Five days, twenty-one hours for Terminator Resistance. Yeah, what, what a banger! Um, the one Four shout out. Well, oh my god! Are you serious? Yeah. Damn, dude. Some... It must have just been like a break for you, like not playing because it totals time. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, but... I want the one other shout out I wanted to give because we're recording this early and I don't know if I'll be able to get the plat by the end of the year, I didn't include it was for uh, call of duty Vanguard. Um, I actually really am enjoying that campaign a lot. I'll have more to say about it or will have had more to say about it at this point when you hear the episode, probably on episode uh, 48. So we'll see, but yeah, great game. We'll see if my future self was correct <laughs> in that. <laughs> uh, Daryl, anything else for you to add before we close up shop here? Oh, oh I got nothing. That was a good year for all of us. Yeah, definitely. Really good stuff. And uh, thank you all for another 
wonderful year of the Trophy Talk podcast. You know, listeners, supporters, we couldn't do it without you guys. We're coming into our almost two-year anniversary at the time you're hearing this, which is super nuts. And uh, yeah, I just can't. I mean, it's really wild to kind of think about it, <laughs> like just how many weeks this has been going on. So I really appreciate it, and uh, I know we all do. So thank you. All right, where can people find you guys at, Daryl? Where where do folks want to go to look for for more of your stuff? Uh, Twitch and Instagram, the Tall Simone Guy. There you go, Eli. What about you? Our Shredder thirteen with one D on Instagram. Uh, YouTube and the Discord. You can also find me uh, playing Fortnite at the game store. Not sure, 13. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can find me on PSN, Xbox, and Steam at CK Present. Uh, also, YouTube, CK Present. And uh, of course, the Discord, like we alluded to. Best place to get in touch with any of us. And we hope to see you there. Until next time, happy new year. Happy 2022. We hope that this year is wonderful for you all. And uh, happy gaming. Goodbye.